Hello friends, this is Erin Tarr of Be The Benchmark and I am coming to you with a very special episode of my podcast that I'm simulcasting as a Facebook Live in my brand new Benchmark Word of the Year group on Facebook. So the point of this group is to be able to, number one, if you haven't been to one of my workshops where you choose a word of the year, this is to help you choose what that word will be. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And number two, the point of the group is to help keep us accountable for how we implement our word throughout the year and ways that we see it uh, having an effect or impacting our decisions or our lives throughout the year. So I'm excited to share that with everybody over the next basically 12 months. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. If you would like the worksheets that accompany this activity, a lot of what I say and the things that I'm talking about right now, you can do without the worksheets, but I am going to post in the files section of the Facebook group, the worksheets. So if you wanna work through this uh, by yourself or with a, a small group or with your family or something like that, and you wanna print out the worksheets, I'm gonna have that in the files section of the Facebook group. So just request to be added to that group and you'll be able to download it from there. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. The first thing I wanna tell you about the word of the year, which this is what the worksheet looks like uh, for those of you on Facebook Live. The first thing that I want to tell you about the word of the year is what it isn't. It is not something that is set in stone. So for example, this happened to me and actually someone already this year told me that it happened to them as well. They went through the workshop and they chose a word and they kind of lived with it for a couple of weeks and then they were like, you know, I just don't think that's the word that's really gonna set my theme for the year. And that happened to me last year actually. I chose the word relentless and I checked a book out from the library that was all about being relentless and I looked up the meaning of relentless and I thought about relentless and ultimately what relentless meant to me and what it came to mean was basically pursuing your goal at the exclusion of everything else. And the reality is I'm a mom and I have a full-time job and I'm a wife and I'm a friend. And truthfully, I just was not prepared at this point in my life to be relentless about one specific goal, but I was prepared to persist and to be persistent. So I kind of switched my word from relentless to persist. And that was my word for 2018. So that's one thing that they are not. They are not permanent. Uh, you can be flexible and you can think about it. And even if you choose one for the year that doesn't, isn't necessarily uh, a click, like an amazing experience, uh, that doesn't mean it's not your word. You can kind of stick with it throughout the year and at the end of the year, you can change it, you know what I mean? Or if you have a better time. So uh, don't get too bogged down with the process of this to where you're like, oh, I have to choose just the right word. You're not getting married to the word, it's okay. Um, another thing that the, the word is not is it's not magical. There's nothing that happens where we're waving a magic wand and all of a sudden if we choose the word love, love will come into our life in a new way and we'll have all this romance and all these other things. That being said, when you set your intention towards love, you're probably going to see it show up a lot more. Not because it's magical, but because we find the things that we're looking for. So that there is a lot of power in the word that you choose when it comes to that sense. Uh, it is, what word of the year is, is it's super fun. It's a way to, instead of setting a specific goal, which, and I don't say instead of in the sense that you shouldn't set goals, I'm all about setting goals, but this is a way to give your whole 
year a theme or an intention that you kind of as a framework for those goals. So if you have business goals, if you have relationship goals, if you have career goals, if you have, I'm trying to think what other kind of goals, there's so many types of goals, recreational goals, anything that you have that you're kind of looking forward to this year or something that you wanna do or you wanna change or you wanna improve, this word can kind of enhance that and set up a framework for it and uh, that type of thing. So we'll talk about that more as we get into it. So I'm very excited for you to choose your word and I'm very excited for other people to share what's happening with words that they've chosen in the past or words uh, that they might choose in the future. I do like to give an example of my daughter. She, last year for 2018, chose the word adventure after attending one of my workshops, and she's eight years old. And I was like, as a parent, this is setting a really high bar for me. I have to help you find adventure in your life. Like, we don't do anything adventurous. We live in central Illinois and, you know, I don't know. It was just a really, I felt like it was a really high bar and a really interesting word to choose. And I was very nervous about it. And what ended up happening that was amazing is she actually implemented the word adventure almost in, in her everyday life at school. Uh, she would find an adventure. And that's what I mean by setting an intention. She would and she came to think of the word adventure as something new, something different, something that's a little scary or a little uh, outside her comfort zone. And so she took adventures in a lot of different ways with speaking to new friends or uh, sharing with a teacher, trying new foods. When we went on vacation, we ended up going to vacation in Colorado, which I didn't know we were going to do when she chose that word. And she really pushed herself out of their comfort zone in a variety of different ways uh, with uh, going up on the gondola and trying out a, this bungee jumping thing that uh, was a little uh, scary for her and things like that. So she really actually ended up making the word adventure and really owning it and uh, it really being a fun framework to look at her year and the things that she was doing and pushing herself a little bit more. So that's what word of the year is and isn't. And now we're going to get started on choosing your word. So. The first thing that you need to do and that I recommend doing, if it's with the worksheet that, that I have downloaded in the, that I'll download in the Facebook group, is you need to look at a bunch of different words. So uh, I have on my worksheet just tons and tons and tons of this little word cloud. It's all in color, it's beautiful. Uh, characteristics and um, values and those types of things. And so I ask people to, just to take a few minutes and look at all of the different words. And before they do this, I really try to say, you know, can you clear your mind for a minute? So if you've been really busy today, or you are around kids right now, or you're in the middle of traffic, or there's something going on that's bogging your mind down, this is, that's not the time to do this. Take a minute where you can really breathe. A lot of times when I do this in person, this workshop, I'll have people take three or four like deep breaths. And I do what we call box breathing, where you breathe in for four, hold for four at the top, breathe out for four, and then hold for four at the bottom, kind of making a little box. And that just kind of clears your mind and clears your creative side to really allow yourself the time to think about what words might be good without the stress of the day coming in or the stress of the week or just life in general. So I encourage you to do that before you start this exercise. Another thing that I will do with my in-person participants is I'll ask them to kind of reflect on the last year 
you know, and just kind of say goodbye to the last year. And so, you know, today is, I don't know, uh, January 27th, so it's not exactly January 1st. It's not the very beginning of 2019, but even just from January 26th to the previous, you know, January 26th, that past year, kind of say goodbye to that and say, you know, here are the things that I'm really grateful for. Here are the things that I'm glad to see go and just kind of try to let those things go so that again, you can just open your mind to what's next and what's possible. Uh, I'm gonna now read you some of the words that are on this word cloud. And what I tell people to do when they're looking at this word cloud or when they're looking, you can just literally Google a list of values or a list of characteristics and just get a big long list and just kind of look it over and see which ones pop out at you. That's kind of what we're doing at this point. We're trying to see the multitude of possibilities of what our word could be. And it's very interesting to do this with a group and see people choose such vastly different words that have popped out at them versus what I would choose or what the person next to them would choose. Um, so here's some of them just to kind of get your mind thinking. Professionalism, responsibility, Teamwork, communication, independence, fearless, victory, structure, intelligence, toughness, creativity, giving, family, individuality, adaptability, effectiveness, improvement, insightful, competence, inquisitive, confidence, ambition, innovation, spirit, balance, leadership, wealth, welcoming, certainty, health, hope, acceptance, enthusiasm, imagination, humility, comfort, dignity, assertiveness, awareness. There are so many more, but that's just kind of to give you an idea. So if some of those jumped out at you, choose three to five, write them down on a piece of paper, or if you have the worksheet, write them down right here on the worksheet uh, so that you can see them and kind of have a starting sense of where that comes from. And uh, take a few minutes just to kind of look that over and think about the ones that popped out at you. So that's probably about five minutes. So I'm not going to stop for five minutes for you to do that. So if you're watching this later, if you're listening to this podcast later, you can just hit pause and do that part of the activity uh, so that you have a few words to start working with. The next step of, of working towards our word that I have people do is to think about people and figures in your life that you admire. Sometimes I'll use the word role model, especially when I'm talking with younger kids, uh, but sometimes I just say people and, and have, that have qualities that you admire because I like to talk about, especially when we're talking about real people in real life, I like to remind everyone that no one is perfect. And so there may be someone out there who admires, for example, the Kardashians. Not because they think the Kardashians are some symbol of virtue or what have you, but they're really impressed by the way that they bravely put themselves out there or that they're super transparent about their lives or that um, they're very ambitious. You know, there could be qualities that the Kardashians have that they find admirable. And so that's really what we're looking for. So I'm not saying when, when we talk about this that this person has to be perfect. You know, if it's your mother or your teacher or your neighbor, there could be things that you think are really wonderful about them, even though you can also see the other side of things uh, that maybe aren't as wonderful about them. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be somebody that you think is perfect. It has to be somebody that possesses qualities that you admire. And so on the worksheet specifically, I actually ask people to think about 
historical figures, fictional figures, contemporary figures, and personal figures. So what I mean by that is a historical figure would be anybody uh, from history that you've read about or that you know about. Uh, a lot of people choose presidents or um, people from the civil rights movement is a really uh, popular choice. Uh, Walt Disney is one that comes to mind. I read Walt Disney's biography when I was in the fourth grade and I'm still fascinated by his creativity and his imagination. So historical figure. And I leave this, this line so you can write their name and then I leave this little box because I love the creative part of continuing to let our minds uh, wander a little bit, not so analytical, by writing like a drawing a little symbol of who that person is. So for example, Rosa Parks is one of my people often and I draw a little bus so that I can uh, remember who she is and, and the connection there. And it just, it opens up your mind a little when you doodle and when you have that creative side going. Uh, so it doesn't have to be a beautiful picture, it just needs to be uh, something that can get your creativity flowing. Uh, for fictional figure, this is one that it just depends on who you are, if this is easy to come about or not. I'm not a person that reads a lot of fiction, but I do watch TV shows, I do, uh, listen to some podcasts that are a little more fictional. So where there are characters from fiction, whether it's uh, something that you read or something that you've seen where they have some qualities that you admire that you might uh, want to write down there. Contemporary figure. Now this is an interesting one, especially for young kids because pretty much that is all the people that they're thinking about. But that's someone who in current day is somebody that you would look to, um, whether it's a politician or a author that's a that's a popular one it could be uh, somebody that's local that you don't know but that you know of uh, so all sorts of people that that could be uh, and then the last one is a personal figure and so that's the one that's really popular with a lot of the young girls is their aunt or their teacher or their mom or their grandma um, but maybe somebody that you know that you really admire or they have some qualities that you admire now I tell people Every time I use this tool and every time that we talk about word of the year, all of the activities that I'm giving you are to help you. There are no rules with this activity. So if on the front, when you were looking at the different words, if only two popped out at you or if seven popped out at you, write two or write seven. I suggest three to five, but that is not a hard and fast rule. So don't feel like you're in trouble or you're not doing it right, you know, if you do that a little a little differently. And the same thing with, with these people that you admire. If you have somebody if you have four personal figures that you want to write down or if you have four historical figures or if you have two contemporary and two personal it's your activity and it's your word of the year and so the point is to be thinking about people that you admire who have qualities that you admire and once you write their name and draw a little symbol for them then just write three or four sentences or bullet points or words about what it is that you admire about them so this activity, this part of the activity can take really anywhere from five to 15 minutes depending on how long you wanna think about it. So if you're not in a place where you can actually do this activity right now, this is actually a really good thing to just kind of be on the lookout for as you're listening to the radio or podcasts or talking to people about things that they've seen on TV or current events and if something piques your interest, say, oh, that might be a person I wanna look into more and, and see if they have qualities that I admire so that you can come back to this and, and write those down. So the point of this part of the activity is to add more words. So are there words that popped out at you when you were like thinking about, for example, 
uh, Brene Brown is one of the authors that I really enjoy and I love her vulnerability and I love the way that she story tells and so those are two things that point out that that stood out to me and I was like ooh maybe storyteller or maybe story or maybe um, vulnerability maybe those are words that could be my words for this year and so as you finish this part of the activity as you look at your people are there words that you just use to describe them that, that stand out to you that could possibly also be your word of the year. So this is another five, 10, 15 minute activity. Uh, I encourage you if you're doing this with a group uh, that you set some music and just give people time to reflect on this and think about it and have a moment to take their time with it. And I do suggest having a time limit though, just in the sense of a lot of people can sit and think and think and think forever and not actually get it done. Whereas if they know there's a time limit, there is kind of a, a stopping point, which helps. And if they only get two written down, that's totally fine. You know, the, again, this is your word of the year. You make the decisions, you figure it out, um, and that's what will help you. So once you have those first two activities done, then we come to page three. Of our worksheet and this is I put at the top a little area where you can kind of write some of the words that are standing out to you so either words from the front where you were looking at those list of qualities or words from your people that you admire kind of bring those together and maybe see which ones are still resonating with you in that same way and write them at the top and again this can be anywhere from two or three words to seven or eight words you know take what you need and then now we're gonna take those and we're gonna ask some questions. We have some questions that we're gonna consider uh, as we're thinking about the word for 2019. And so the first question that I have here on the worksheet is, do I want to increase a quality I already possess or focus on a new quality? So for my daughter who chose adventure, obviously this was kind of a new lens and a new activity and a new way to look at life. So that was something new and different. Uh, for me, when I chose persist, and the previous year when I chose joy, it wasn't like I never persisted, and it wasn't like I didn't have joy, but this was a lens through which I already kind of saw the world and a quality that I already possessed, but I wanted to increase and I wanted to see how I could use it to focus it more in my life and to utilize it more in my life. And this is something I wanna point out about order of the year that I think is beautiful, is that because I lived with those words for an entire 365 days each, the way that I approach even 2019, I didn't lose the activities and the understanding of joy in my life. I didn't lose the value of persistence in my life. It's like those kind of already live on now because I've focused on them so much and I just get to keep adding those new words. So. That's what's kind of fun about doing this word of the year from year to year to year is you're kind of building up those characteristics as you go, which is kind of cool to think about. So that was question number one, something new or something you already possess. Question number two, how might, as I reflect on what choices I have for words, how might my days and weeks and months look differently depending on which word I choose? So, an example I give is if someone chooses the word discipline. So if that's a quality that they really wanna focus on is discipline, then setting a specific time for going to sleep and waking up might impact their day. Or if someone chooses the word creativity, which is the word that my eight-year-old chose this year, 
each day as she kind of looks at her day, she's thinking about, hmm, what am I gonna create today? Is it a new recipe? Is it a song? Is it a poem? Is it a dance? How am I creating today? So if, as you think about your word, how is this going to impact your relationships? How is this gonna impact your schedule? How is this just gonna impact your outlook? You know, something to think about as you consider the different words that you've chosen so far. Question number three. Which word will push me out of my comfort zone and challenge me to show up as the best version of myself this year? This is an interesting question because sometimes the young girls that I work with are like, out of my comfort zone, why would I wanna do that? <laughs> but most adults that engage in this type of activity that are open to doing a word of the year are looking to show up as their best possible self and are looking for ways to up level their life and that's part of what i think this does and so some of that comes with pushing out of our comfort zone and so is there a word that will kind of give you a little bit more of an edge to go further in life and to uh, make a new connection or uh, achieve a new goal that maybe you wouldn't necessarily do without kind of this theme or this intention for the year Question number four, are there circumstances I already know coming in 2019 that one of these words will inspire me to show up more fully for? So, do you know that you're going to be starting a new job or moving to a new location or your child is going to be doing something new like starting junior high or uh, any number of things that you can kind of look forward to and see and think about either this is definitely happening or this might happening and is there a worry that my word will help me tackle that challenge or it will encourage me as I show up in that circumstance or I deal with that that situation uh, maybe your parents are getting older and you're going to have to deal with uh, new ways to care for them or Maybe you're having difficult conversations with a boss and you need to figure out uh, how, how, what that's going to look like for the next 365 days. So these are different things that you can consider as you're choosing that word of the year is thinking about those situations that will come and what might best serve you as you approach those situations. And the last question that I have is on December 31st, 2019, or if you literally want to do 365 days from today on January 26th, 2019, or 2020, I guess at that point, looking back on the year, looking back on the, the previous 365 days, what one area of my life do I wanna have seen the most growth in? Which word would help that come to fruition? So are you looking for more growth in your personal relationships? Are you looking for more growth in your career? Are you looking for more growth uh, with professional relationships? Are you looking for more growth just in your own personal discipline and your own personal uh, self-care routine and things like that? Or is there some area of recreation that you're looking for more progress in? And what's beautiful about this question is that you can choose a word that is really focused on one area of your life or you think it's focused on one area of your life. And what I've seen and what I've heard from clients and groups that I've done this with is that the, the word starts showing up in in new and interesting and beautiful ways in other areas of their life as well. So that's part of the reason I started this Facebook group, the Benchmark Word of the Year group, is because I wanna help people track that and I wanna help people be intentional about how they're using their word and how it's coming about in their life and the way that it's impacting, hopefully in a positive way, their life. So if you have the worksheet, if you've downloaded the worksheet, the last page is a place for you to write your word of the year 
big and bold. And this is something that you can either hang on your wall or in your closet because I think it's really important that you don't just put your word of the year away and be like, oh, I did that activity and it's done and we're moving on now. It's really something that you want to be reminded of, that you want to think about, that you want to um, maybe meditate on a little bit each day or each week uh, so that you can really see the fruit from, from choosing a word and from seeing how it can impact your life. So that is from A to B, start to finish. Uh, my suggestions as be the benchmark for choosing your word. So I can't wait to hear what words you choose and I can't wait to hear more about uh, what that means in your life and what that looks like in the next 12 months. So if you are not part of the Facebook group and you want to be, connect with me on Facebook and I will get you hooked up there. And if you are in the Facebook group, I would encourage you to go ahead and do a new post that's just for you that literally has as an icon or a graphic your word and then each month I would love for you to put a comment on there to update us on what's going on with your word so in theory every single person in the group will have one post that they continually comment on that we can see and then we can give feedback and talk and discuss and form a community around our word of the year so that is the hope and that is all I have for this session and this podcast for Be The Benchmark. So until next time, go out and choose your thoughts, create your life, and change the world. Have a good one.